but it's saturday I figure i go live i'm trying to stick to a schedule of probably doing lives only once a week on the weekend where i feel like i got something important i want to talk about because you know the rest of the week is just going to be some some news from the uh, community talking about Wakanda and all the things that are going on in Wakanda that I feel like I want to talk about. But then I might just do, I might just reserve live streams for either some, some so-called ratchetness or some educational style type of content. That's, that's, the, uh, that's the agenda I, I think I'm going to have moving forward. So, uh, you know. It's kind of how it is. Um, anyways, I want to talk about something important here. No ratchetness. But this is important, especially if you live in and around the ATL. And even if you don't live in the ATL, you can probably learn a thing or two from this and potentially benefit from it. Um, especially if you are in the business of, of uh, trying to secure funds for whatever it is that you got going on in your life. So let me pull up the screen shares here. All right, let me make sure my volume is still doing its thug fizzle. Uh, let's see. All right, there we go. Shout out to Grace and shout out to the great Professor Black Ops that I suggest you all go subscribe to this gentleman's channel. He is a cybersecurity expert out in these streets. Probably knows more about it than I do. Guarantee you knows more about it than I do. So what's up to Professor Black Ops? But uh, this is something interesting. Even Professor Black Ops might might be uh Cause see, here's the thing, right? I was just talking to my brother yesterday, right? Oh, so for those of you who don't know, I got two younger brothers. They're twins. They're age 37. Uh, the oldest twin, he, I'm not going to say who, what company he works for or where he works, but in addition to working, he's also in law school. I think he has like another year left in law school. And then once he graduates, I'm honestly not sure what type of law he's going to go into. It's probably going to be something directly related to his career field that he does now. He does something in the insurance world. His uh, his younger twin brother, the younger twin, uh, he works in IT. And my youngest brother, who, who's who's um, he's a college dropout. So he dropped out of college. His uh, I want to say the first semester of his freshman year. He, uh, he went to, um, they went to, what's that college in Daytona? Uh, Embry-Riddle. They went to Embry-Riddle back in the early 2000s, and he ended up dropping out of college after his fresh, uh, during the, uh, after his first semester, I believe. I don't even think he did a full year. After he dropped out, uh, you know, he was, uh, you know, borderline being a bum. <laughs> I'm not even going to, you know. I'm not even going to, you know, try to sugarcoat it. And I've said this to him a thousand times, so he knows this. But he was like borderline on some bummy stuff after he dropped out of college. He didn't know what he wanted to do. He was just spinning his wheels, going through life, you know, just kind of just doing little goofy stuff here and there. 
nothing crazy to put him in a position of getting arrested or having random babies and none of that crap. But then I guess he finally decided to get his life right. So he went to IT probably around uh, 28, 29 years old. He decided to get into IT, you know, started at the bottom doing some help desk style work. Here we are nine years later, age of 37. My youngest brother makes $130,000 doing cybersecurity. No college degree, a couple IT certs, $130,000. Still single. Well, he has a girlfriend, but no kids. Um, also, uh, he just got his, his salary. What, what happened was his sal- just three days ago, his his salary, his VP called him and told him he was getting a $40,000 pay increase because I, I, I don't even know how that happened, but whatever. So his salary jumped up 40 racks in the past three days. So now he's a $130,000, right? But he does all this, no college degree. Um, He's thinking about maybe going to get his associates, but it's not like a priority for him. And he, like I said, he got a couple IT certs. So I was just telling him, I was talking to him. I was like, yo, dude, you know, I, I teach IT on YouTube. I got my own little part-time business doing this. I'm like, so I've been doing IT for like 20, coming up on 20 years. We got another family member that's been doing IT for like 30 years. Um, and then I got my brother. He's been in IT for like nine years and he's in cybersecurity. I was like, yo, we combine all our powers like Voltron. We can go out here and take over the city of Orlando doing our own thing. I mean, I'm already doing my thing on YouTube and my personal website now. I mean, I'm not doing it to the level that I would like. Because I'm a one-man band operation, but three of us in the same city, and we got a combined total of like 60 years of IT experience, we can really go out here and get it popping in terms of educating people, training them up, trying to get them into IT with the heavy emphasis on the black community, i.e. black children, young adults, or people who want to transition uh, careers because of the way things are going in society today. And especially thanks to this pandemic, really exposing how vulnerable people's jobs actually are, you know, especially if you work in like retail, fast food, or some job where you could be easily swapped out and look, you could be easily swapped out in it as well. I don't, I don't want that to get confused, but Based off of my uh, research over the past year, because, you know, I, you know, this is what I do for a living. I, I'm in IT. The chances of you uh, losing your job are, you know, if you work in IT, uh, your, your chance of you losing your job are ways are way slimmer compared to that of somebody who works in like retail or fast food or something like that. And then now. You compound that with people who don't want to come back to work. As a matter of fact, I just saw a story where there's a restaurant, fast food spot. They're paying uh, people. They're, tra- they're offering people fifty thousand dollars a year to be managers at fast food spots because they're struggling to hire people because people are getting more money off of unemployment style benefits than they do working these jobs, and a lot of employers uh, are struggling to find people to you know 
come back to work, especially do you know to do some of these these so-called high turnover jobs. But anyway, so he says, don't be like SWP. Uh, where are going to do? All right. Well, I'm not like SWP. Sarge Willie Pete. First things first. My existence isn't YouTube to where I come on here trying to be the most pro bliggity black person in the world. And you know nothing about my actual reality. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Sarge Willie Pete. I didn't grow up like him, surrounded by nothing but mostly white folks. And then I became super pro black when I discovered YouTube. I'm not Sarge Willie Pete. All right. So, and another thing, I'm not him. And I don't, I don't care if you run back and tell him, I really don't care. I'm not one of these people that comes to YouTube and just cries and complains about a problem. And I don't do anything about the problem to, you know, something that I can actually go out there and directly do. I'll come on here. I'll whine and cry and complain about the community all day long. But like I've told you guys before, I'm probably one of the few black YouTubers in this space that can actually that has actually produced real tangible results that people can use and apply in their real life at the speed of right now. Not some grandiose, uh, we need to build our own businesses. We need to do this. No, I'm one of the few. I'm not the only, but I'm one of a handful that I, that I know that I can actually come on YouTube, whine and cry about the community. And I can also turn around and provide a realistic solution as to how you can fix issues or how you can get into an industry and earn money so you can use this money so that you can go out there and, and be more effective in your community if you want to do, do so. I'm one of the few people. Name somebody else out there that's doing it like me. You know what I'm saying? I may not have the large subscriber base. I may not have all the views in the world, but I challenge you to go out there and find any other black YouTuber that's in this space Black YouTube, Black Manosphere, that can actually talk the talk and walk the walk. I'm not, and I'm not talking about helping people build their own personal YouTube channels up or helping them generate sales and whatever product they're trying to push. And look, I'm not knocking that stuff, but I'm just saying when it comes to solution oriented stuff, go find me a pro black out there that has a YouTube channel that actually can put numbers on the board and results. I can prove it to you in real time what I what I'm capable of doing. And my stuff is based off of my life's work, my career. I don't have all the answers, but I have an answer that actually works and can prove it works. And it's not some pipe, not some some uh, pipe dream type of talk about how we need to go out there and build our own schools and and we need to do this. No, I'm telling you I teach people how to become effective and competitive in the the real world. You know, the real world that when you log off of YouTube from your computer or your phone, you have to go back out there and figure out how to be competitive so you can pay your rent. I'm one of the people in this space that actually teaches you step by step how you can change that crap. I don't give grandiose speeches. I show you step by step how to do it. Now, it's up to you if you want to do it or not, but I at least show you, and this is based off of my life's work, my, my experience, my knowledge, you know, my, my, my education experience and all that stuff all combined. That's what I do on my other channel, which 
mostly white folks take advantage of the information. I can't, you know, so it is what it is. So I'm not like SWP and I'm damn sure not like a lot of these other YouTubers. Um, like I said, I don't have the, the large audience. I don't get the views, but I put numbers on the board, baby, <laughs> in real time. I can take somebody who is who is doggone uh, somebody making like eight bucks an hour flipping burgers and I can have them trained up in like four months where they're making uh, $20, $25 an hour. And then within about 18 to 24 months, they're probably making $30, $30 an hour. And then about five, 10 years, they're pushing up, they, they on their, they're on a path to making 100 racks. I can do that. I have a long documented track record of doing that. But, you know, it is what it is. So I'm not like those people. Anyways. Um, uh, anyway, so what was I saying? Oh, somebody said something about the dating coaches. <laughs> Anyways, uh, well, so what I was saying, so uh, I kind of lost my train of thought. So anyways, uh, so anyways, we're going we're gonna to talk about this article real quick, because like I say, listen, we live in the 21st century, y'all. We live in the 20, listen, you guys got to really, you guys have to really understand this stuff. You guys have to really comprehend and understand we live in the year 2021. This is not 1921. This is not 1821. This is not 1721. This is not ancient Egypt. We live in the year 2021. All right. You guys have to get with the times and learn the skill sets or become uh, hyper aware of the information that is running the 21st century and will continue to push the 21st century into the next century and beyond. Nobody's saying that you need to forget your history, but you have to stop pretending like you are your history. Everybody understand that you are not a slave. Most of y'all are younger than me that listen to my channel. You were not born under Jim Crow. You all, a lot of y'all were probably born in the late 80s, somewhere in the 90s, or maybe even in, in the late 90s going into the 2000s. You guys are some of the most blessed and fortunate black people to ever live in history. Period, point blank. When you start, especially when you start talking about all the technology that's available to you, because y'all know my motto. Y'all know my motto. I am a firm believer that the iPhone or the smartphone, I should say, the smartphone is probably the greatest invention in mankind to date. That is my uh, I, I wholeheartedly believe that because that device alone brings the entire world to you at the speed of light in the palm of your hands with information galore that you can use to send your life in an upward trajectory or spiral out of control or just remain stagnant. Choice is yours. But the, the smartphone allows for you to make that decision. But anyways, let's talk about this article. So we're in the 21st century, ladies and gentlemen. We got to stop pretending like we're slaves. Well, you guys got to stop pretending like you're slaves. You, you guys got to stop pretending like you are your grandparents and your great-grandparents. 
you guys are the a lot of you guys are the over overly spoiled brats that your great grandparents fought to have a good life for. That's what a lot of us are to include myself to a certain extent, even though I was born in 1980. None of you guys have ever had to drink out of a color only water fountain. None of you guys have ever had a water hose shot at you. None of you guys have ever been told to go to the back door because you can't come in the front of the restaurant. None of you guys have ever had to hop off the side of a hop off a sidewalk or have some white person call you boy and you call them sir. None, none of you ever, none of you have ever lived this life, y'all. None of you, especially if you're younger than me, none of you have ever lived this life. So you have to stop pretending like your existence now is identical to your parents, grandparents, great grandparents, and so on and so forth. Because it's not your parents, great grandparents, or whoever, they went through all that crap so that you wouldn't have to. Didn't Jay-Z have a line something saying something similar to that? Hove did that, so hopefully you wouldn't have to go through that. Jay-Z said that in one of his raps. I can't remember what song it was, but it's a, it's a little famous line of his where he said Hove did that, so you wouldn't have to go through that. Well, guess what? Your parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, they were the ones who had to deal with the in-your-face, blunt racism all day long so that you don't have to go through that crap which is why a lot of you guys are, in my opinion, kind of jealous, which is weird. A lot of you guys are kind of jealous that you didn't have to live through that experience. So now a lot of you guys run around here making up claims of racism every chance you get because you feel like somehow, I don't know how this, I don't know how this started, but somehow y'all feel like you're not really black if you don't have a woe is me racism story to tell. I'm here to tell you guys, you shouldn't have to have a woe is me racism story to tell. Why would you want one? <laughs> Unless it's a legit one that you can prove, which most of y'all can't, but why would you want one to, to, uh, to, to hold on to your black card? I don't want one. And I don't care if there are racist white folks out there. Like I tell you, my next door neighbor, I got, I got, I got a, a white couple that lives on one side of me. They don't have any kids. And then I got this other white guy. He's married to this, this black chick. They live on the other side of me, right? I, let's, let's just take the, the white couple. I've never been in their house. I don't even know what their name is. I mean, you know, other than neighbor. <laughs> been living next door to them for like two years. I, I don't even know what their name is. But anyways, I wouldn't care if they had a bunch of nooses and swastikas and pictures of uh, uh, pickaninnies and, and, and all kind of racist paraphernalia all over their house. I really would not care. As long as they don't bring that crap outside of their house onto my property line, they can do whatever the heck they want to do. All I care about is you keeping that grass cut so we can keep these property values going up. That's it. I don't care about that crap. As long as you don't bring that crap to me and try to cause harm or hinder my lifestyle, I don't care what you do or how you feel. You understand? That's just how I roll. As I'm sure they probably don't care what I do or how I feel. So as long as I'm not doing cause detriment to their lifestyle or bring their property values down as it should be. You understand? So you guys got to get with the times, man. You guys have to get with the 21st century 
and stop pretending like you are your elders, your ancestors. You're not. You are probably the most free and blessed black people to have ever lived outside of the uh, Sentinel Island black people. <laughs> They're the freest ever. People, those, those black folks that live on Sentinel Island out, out there in the Indian Ocean, those are the freest black people to ever exist, period. But being that we're not them, you're, you're, in, you're in the number two spot. And so you need to learn how to take advantage of this crap, of what's going on in our society and how you can effectively compete so that you can go out there and create the uh, Wakanda that you believe needs to be created. Because, you know, another fascinating thing about Wakanda is this. Everybody likes the idea of Wakanda. Oh, it's a black country. You know, we, we all seen the movie uh, Black Panther. But a lot of people just totally just ignore the fact that Wakanda was a highly uh, STEM based society. Science, technology, engineering and math. How how were they able to cloak their city, their, their, their country to make it look like it was a poor country? And yes, I know it's fictional, David Little. I know it's a fictional story. But being that everybody talks about Wakanda, I'm trying to prove a point here. Wakanda believed in STEM. Everything about their society was STEM based. All right, fine. You want to keep you want to you want to talk about something real? All right. Ancient Egypt. We love to talk about the pyramids, right? How are these pyramids able to survive thousands of years? STEM, science, technology, engineering and math. That's how. That's how. So we got to we got to get with the times, y'all. So anyway, let me read this real quick. So it says uh, federal grant to pay for uh, tech training in high poverty parts of Atlanta. So we know high poverty is uh, this is this is pretty much black folks because, you know, Atlanta, I don't know if it's a predominantly black city. I'm not sure what the Democrat, not the Democrat, but the demographics of the city are. In fact, let's look it up right now. Atlanta demographics. Let's see. Oh, it is. So Atlanta is a predominantly black city. They got 50 percent. All right. I didn't know that. I didn't I didn't realize it was there yet, but we're there. They're there. So when they say high poverty, they're talking about black folks. <laughs> and I'm very familiar with the city of Atlanta. I used to live in Augusta, Georgia, which is like an hour and a half down the street. We stayed going to Atlanta all the time. I'm very familiar with this city. Uh, a West Atlanta nonprofit has been awarded $5.4 million from the U.S. Department of Labor to train 280 people in web development and cybersecurity over four years. A West Atlanta nonprofit. They've been given a grant. This is what this is. They've been given a $5.4 million grant from the Department of Labor to train 280 people in web development and cybersecurity. So you guys understand how grants work, right? Grants are free money, in case you guys don't notice. Grants are not loans. These are this is free money. Now you can't just walk up to them and say, let me get some money. You gotta, you gotta actually fill out some documentation declaring why you feel like you need a grant. And I was looking it up uh earlier today. I was reading little bits and pieces here, but there has to be a strong justification for the money. And I believe that it has to go into the greater, at least most grants, especially if they're coming from the government, it has to go into the, uh, it has to be applied towards the greater good of the of society in some aspects. And so with this right here, 
Well, they're trying they're, they're trying to get a grant to train 280 people to enter web development and cybersecurity. And like I said, high poverty area. This is for black folks. They're trying to get black folks raised up. And so they requested 5.4 million and they, and they got it. And this 5.4 million is going to be used to buy all the books, all the equipment. Uh, it's going to be used to pay some salaries, et cetera, because you can you can pay you can pay your salary out of this. Now, that doesn't mean that you'd be like, oh, I got five point four million. Let me go ahead and give myself a salary of five million dollars. No, that's not that. No, that's not how this works. When you write a grant, you have to uh, include in the grant written documentation as to how salaries are going to be paid. If you're going to use the money, part of the money to pay salaries. And if they see in the grant, you're going to pay yourself five million. They're probably not going to give you the grant. You know how this works. But as far as the 280 people are concerned, well, this training is going to be free. It's already paid for out of the 5.4 million. You just got to sign up and go. That's how this works, y'all. So anybody, and this is what I was alluding to when I was talking about my brother and my other relative. Well, I'll just say my father. That's the one I'm talking about. My brother and my father. And how uh, we need to figure out how to branch out. Uh, you know, I need to figure out how to branch off of YouTube into the real world because I want to go get some of this grant money, too. And I want to get out here in the city of Orlando and start trying to uh, educate some of these uh, these young black folks out here. Predominantly, you know, I, I, anybody wants to get educated, but I'm going to have a focus on black people. And Professor Black Ops. You know, I don't know if you're into this, but, you know, this might be something you might, uh, you know, spark a little interest in. It might spark some interest in you as well, because, look, we live in a we live in a tech driven world. I just did a video on my other channel the other uh, yesterday. Um, I was talking about all the jobs. Me right there. But I did this video right here. I was talking about. Let me let me see if I can. As soon as this ad finished, hold on. No, you know what? Let me just go pull up the actual link. Hold on. Uh, so I did a video talking about this. The Bureau of Labor Statistics. So they say IT jobs are expected to grow from 11% all the way up until 2029. It's probably going to be higher than that. And they expect between now and 2029 to bring on 531,000 new jobs. It's probably going to be higher than that. And they say the median annual wage for computer infotech occupation is $91,000. Then they go through the list, a couple of these, and they talk about this. But in that video, I was telling people, I know they say master degrees and bachelor degrees, but the overwhelming majority of these things, you don't need any degree to get into this industry. So I was taught, I was educating people on that, but this directly correlates to this over here. Um, this, this over here, what we're talking about. Oh yeah. I saw your comment, uh, professor, but, um, so, but I was telling my brother, I'm like, listen, B over the coming years, because, you know, I did another video. I'll show you the other video. And yes, I am promoting my channel. It's my channel. 
But I did another video talking about cybersecurity. Um, this video was talking about people hacking into the water treatment facilities around the country. Well, you got um, you got people trying to hack into the water treatment facilities, the poisonous stuff. All right. And so, you know, they're going to need people to matter of fact, there is a video inside of this video right here. If you guys ever going to go watch it? These, this, these, this guy right here, he's talking about how cybersecurity threats are going to become more persistent as as we, we uh, move forward. And right now, you got people trying to mess with the water. <laughs> you need water to, to, to sustain life. It ain't just about people hacking into your bank account to steal your money, which, you know, we don't want that to happen either. But now people are trying to mess with the water, which shows how weak our infrastructure is when it comes to protecting things such as water. Because you need clean water to drink to shower, to make food with, and all this other stuff, right? So this is, this is where all this stuff ties into, where they want to dump 5.4 million, yeah, and the gas too. Y'all saw what happened with the pipeline about a month ago. And so they want to dump 5.4 million to start training people up. Now, this is only going to be enough to cover 280 people, but this is just a start, and I'm pretty sure there are other programs out there like it. So it says the city of refuge near Bankhead and Vine City, two Atlanta neighborhoods known for high rates of poverty and crime, will provide the free training, the free training to high school graduates via two organizations. You got digital crafts. They're going to offer software development and UX design boot camps. And then you got the Carolina Cyber uh, Center of Montreat College that's going to prepare cybersecurity workers. So we, they, they're trying to take people straight out of high school, B, straight out of high school to get y'all spun up so y'all can go out there and be competitive because they need people like desperately. There are more there are way more cybersecurity jobs than there are cybersecurity people. If y'all didn't know that. It says people will be schooled into groups of 20 with the first two starting August 16th with about 80 students enrolled each year thereafter. The city of refuge is recruiting participants from minoritized, unemployed or underemployed demographics across the region. This is all black folks. And it will host four recruiting events on Wednesday and on July 7th from 9 to 11 and 2 to 4. It says digital crafts will offer web development courses um, in both a 16 week full time format and a part time format over 26 weeks. Graduates get a certificate for a full stack web development program. So you, you're going to be the man out in these streets and you're going to be learning how to do Python, Git, JavaScript, HTML, CSS, uh, Node, Express, all this stuff. All this is all coding. This is all coding stuff right here. I know some of y'all are fans of Kwame Brown's channel. Kwame Brown's out here talking about we need to get the kids and the coding and all this. Here it is right here. You can learn how to do some coding. I mean, listen, the reality with coding, a lot of coding is going to be done by AI in the future. But still, you're going to need people to actually write the AI until it starts writing itself. But still, for the, for the time being, it's still needed. Right. So that's what digital crafts is doing. They're trying to teach you how to get into the coding game. 
You got Carolina Cybersecurity. They're going to offer training online over nine to 18 months with a cybersecurity track leading towards credentials of getting your IT fundamentals, your A+, Network+, Security+, Cloud+, and pen, and pen test. I teach this stuff right now, y'all, on my website. I have at least these two courses already up here. CompTIA IT Fundamentals and the A-plus certification. And I'm working on content for the Network Plus as we speak. I do this. I do this right now. So, you know, just in case y'all are like y'all are wondering how this thing goes. I do this now. Here, go, here goes the whole playlist. IT fundamentals. Here's the hardware portion for the A+. This is the software portion for the, for the A+. I'm currently building out content for the Network Plus certification right now. I do this now. You know what I'm saying? For free on YouTube. And, and I got, if, if you don't think my stuff is legit, you can go through and read my screenshots. Uh, people who give me props and praises for uh, going out there, passing my stuff, man. I mean, not my stuff, but passing the stuff based off of my materials. Right. So you got, so what I'm saying is there are options out there. Cause like, if you don't live in Atlanta and you're not one of the 280 people, there's still options for you is what I'm trying to tell you. Cause not only do I do that. I, I give, I give, I, I, I try to, I try to make this as easy as I can for people, man. I provide notes to help you study practice exams and labs, all that stuff. I even sell discounted vouchers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To try to, to try to ease the ease the pain of, of paying for these tests. Cause look, if you want a voucher, it's gonna cost you 126. You know, I give it to you for 116. I don't make a bunch of money off these vouchers, in case y'all are wondering. That's why I, I, I probably average like $10, $12 off of a price of a voucher for profit. But regardless, you still pay less instead of the full price. And if you want, you want some virtual labs, I sell those too. Virtual labs, meaning you don't have, you don't have a, 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 a network switch laying around or you don't have a computer that you can just tear apart and do all kinds of stuff with. You don't need it. You don't need it. You can, get, you can, you can uh, use whatever computer you're on now and you can have a virtual lab on your computer and learn how to these computers or do whatever you need to do so you can go out there and successfully pass this. I'm saying I offer this stuff to people. So what I'm saying, there are options out there for people. It says participants will be provided with the necessary technical equipment and are eligible for mentoring. Listen to this. So participants will be provided with the necessary technical equipment. So they're going to give you the equipment. And you're going to be eligible for mentoring by corporate partners such as Cox Enterprises, which owns the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and a couple other companies such as UPS, plus training in resume building, soft skills, and personal development. So not only are they going to teach you the hard skills you need to know, hard skills meaning you need to know what a computer is. Like if, if, if you're doing the, uh, the cybersecurity track, because that's what I do, you're going to need to know what a computer is, what RAM is, what a motherboard is, what this is. You're going to need to know how computers link up together, 
how they communicate. You're going to know how to, you're going to need to know how to secure them. You're going to need to know how cloud ties into this and you're going to need to know how to break in and or protect computers, blah, blah, blah. That's the hard stuff, the hard skill stuff. But they're also going to teach you the soft skill stuff, how to put a resume together, uh, how to interview on jobs. How to, you know, because listen, you'll be surprised. And listen, y'all are probably thinking this is silly. No, this is not silly. There are a lot of people. You, you guys will be surprised at the number of people that enter IT are trying to get into IT that don't have soft skills. They're great at coding. They're great at tearing down and building computers, but there are tons and tons of people that just don't have one-on-one personal skill sets with people. They don't know how to talk to people properly. They're socially awkward. And I'm not just talking about from a dating standpoint, relationship standpoint. This crosses over into the professional realm as well. And I'm not even making this crap up. And I think a lot of this has to do with social media, how we allowed ourselves to be inoculated into these digital worlds where we don't really have to interact with people on a regular basis and you lose that human touch. And that, you know, obviously that directly relates to dating, which is what the uh, dating coaches talk about. But this trans, this also crosses over into the professional world as well. And so they're, they're, they're going to teach you this stuff, how to basically they're going to they're, they're basically what they're saying is they're going to take somebody from the hood and teach them how to survive and maneuver in a corporate environment. I Meaning you can't come up into the to the office with this yo, yo, yo. We going you know, what I'm saying we're going to be scrapping and fighting and we, we thugged out 24 seven. That's not going to that's not going to get you. You're not going to be successful doing that. They're going to teach you how to serve. I mean, that'll work in your environment, the hood or wherever you come from. But, you know, we already know what the outcomes of that's going to be. But over in this environment, this is how you got to move, even though. But, the, you know, but the problem is, at least on YouTube, you got a lot of people out here talking about how they, they don't want to develop these personal skills to learn how to maneuver in the corporate environment. They still want to take their hood skills and be able to move in a certain manner because they see Jay-Z doing it. I'm like, you're not Jay-Z. Jay-Z, Kanye, and all of them, they got enough money to where they can do whatever the heck they want. Most of y'all don't have that money, don't have that fame or that notoriety. So you're going to have to learn how to play ball and operate in their world until you get into to a position to where you can kind of do things how you want to do things. Right? Since the first wave of participants so far includes men and women from just out of high school into the, into the uh, late middle age. So 18 all the way up to people in their 40s. Right. Says there is a big opportunity for people to reinvent themselves. Although the funding was not related to the massive federal stimulus around COVID, she said the pandemic is driving interest in career changes among some who have a reserved spot. The training is also timely, she said, because cyber attacks like uh, last month that predominantly forced a shutdown by fuel supplier Colonial Pipeline has spurred demand for people with technical skills. I told y'all this at the beginning of this video. The pandemic has changed a lot. It didn't just necessarily change social interactions. It has helped to change uh, employment prospects, job security prospects. Because you saw how fast people were getting laid off. Not necessarily because of their uh, any fault of their own, but because 
the cities was like, y'all got to shut these businesses down. We got to control the spread. Remember all that? Well, guess what? You don't have people coming into your restaurant or whatever. You're not making money. Well, you can't really afford to pay the waitresses or whoever else. You got you to let them go. But guess what? You still need IT personnel because all these businesses didn't just completely shut down. All these businesses have an IT infrastructure, even, even these, uh, these restaurants and stuff. You might not necessarily notice it immediately, but there's still an IT infrastructure in place. All these kids who are going to school online through uh, Zoom and, and Microsoft Teams. Somebody has to be there to make sure that stuff is still up and running so you can log into your computer and, and still go to class. Like, like IT, the, the wheels never stop. Cybersecurity threats, they never stop. No matter what's going on, they're still persistent, which is why they need people to enter these arenas. And like I told you guys before, when it comes to black folks, there just aren't a lot of black people in IT like that. You take all the black people in America, black people probably only comprise maybe about 7% of the IT population. We're not even at 13%. If, if if our numbers in IT matched our overall population numbers in the country, then, you know, it'd be cool. But we're like, we're not even at that. We're like probably hovering around 7%, which is why you'll hear a lot of black folks in IT talk about how when they go to work, oftentimes they're like the only black person around. Now, you'll see a lot of us on YouTube talking IT, and you'll assume that, hey, there's a whole bunch of black people. They all work together. No, that's not necessarily true. You just see us on YouTube when we actually go off into our offices or wherever or go to conferences or, you know, anything that's industry, IT industry related. You're like, a, you're like, a, you know, it's like it's like trying to find Waldo. <laughs> it's just a lot of white folks and Asians all over the place because that's what they do. That's what they have. And I did the video talking about North Korea. North Korea is trying to train super hackers. Well, not trying. They are. So whenever you get, get time, if you want, uh, you can go watch this video right here. Can black society compete in the 21st century? I go through this whole story about how North Korea, a country that at nighttime, if you're looking at it from space, they, they look like a black hole on the earth because they don't have a bunch of electricity. But yet they invest tons and tons and tons of money into training kids as young as elementary school to become super hackers. And they have way less resources than we do here in America. Says the city of refuge says graduates can get placed in a job as a web developer and software engineer and software engineer with a starting salary of about 55,000. So you graduate their program where this particular company is teaching you about coding and, and you're going to become a, a full stack web developer. They're going to help you get, get a job where your starting salary will be around like $55,000 a year. So you'll be making about $28 an hour. Right. National minimum wage is seven twenty-five. 
Atlanta, okay, they're $7.25, right? So you can go from $7.25 an hour minimum wage to making $28 an hour or $55,000 a year in just a few months because their program, they say their program is what? Is a 16-week program, so that's four months. They're trying, they, they can help you go from minimum wage to $55,000 a year in four months or 26 weeks. It says, or, so they can help you do that, or they can choose a year-long internship with a corporate partner at a starting salary of $36,000. So they can try to help you get a job doing fifty-five, or you can do a year-long internship making thirty-six, which more than likely they'll probably hire you but it says if the company doesn't hire you then they're gonna you know use their funds and resources to help you find jobs by basically sending you to career fair career fairs and paying for all this other crap so they're, they're not gonna it doesn't sound like they're trying to waste their money because here's the thing with grants right they'll get the they'll get this 5.4 million dollar grant from the uh, u.s department of labor to train 280 people over four years the u.s department of labor knows all 280 people are probably not going to make it but they still want to see results so if they can get 190 people which is 50 percent it's a win if they get 75 percent it's a win i mean anything basically above hell if they can get probably 40 percent it's a win because the u.s department of labor they're not stupid they know a lot of these people are probably going to drop out come in and drop out blah 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 they know it but still they at least are trying to afford the opportunity but they know all 280 are probably not going to make it. But if they can get about 150 to 190, the program will be deemed a success. Because at least that's 150 to 190 people that have hopefully transformed their lives. And now they're on an upward trajectory to where they're getting these $55,000 a year jobs. Or um, they're getting into these other jobs where this is the national median salaries. Uh, let's just do computer analysts 93,000 DBA database administrator 98,000 information security analysts this is directly related to cybersecurity 100,000 and so on and so forth right so the opportunities out there now the problem is like well I'm not going to say the problem but we are, we know this is reserved for 280 people so if you don't live in Atlanta and you're not one of the 280 you're kind of you're not going to be able to get into the program but that doesn't mean that you can't do it because you got other options out there. You got me. <laughs> I teach this stuff on YouTube for free. You know what I'm saying? But so there, what I'm trying to say is there are a, pl a plethora of options out there that black folks have got to stop making excuses for. You got to stop making excuses for this stuff. Um, you got to you got to come up. You got to put the woe is me, the white man and racism holding me down. Because look. Here, the white man right here, y'all. Who, who is the U.S. Department of Labor, y'all? That's the white man, right? That's the white man. That's, that's Mr. Charlie. They don't broke. They said you can get $5.4 million to go out here and train black folks. That's the white man right there. <laughs> that's that's that, that to me, that seems better than somebody talking about we need to we need to uh, get some community centers going so the kids can have something to do. Like play midnight basketball. No, you need to get these kids 
uh, uh, skilled up. Kids don't need midnight basketball, y'all. I'm sorry. We just don't need midnight basketball programs, and we don't need recreational programs just so kids can go hang out. We don't need it. We've had that stuff going on since the 80s, 70s, 80s, whatever, whatever, and it really hasn't worked out. Or, I mean, I'm not going to say it hasn't, but it's not effective in this economy. You need to train these young people who come from these areas on how to compete so that hopefully they don't resort to a life of crime or they end up becoming a victim of crime because they can't get out of these highly impoverished areas. That's not to say that you're going to escape crime, but I'm just saying you are, in my opinion, you lessen. I'm not even going to say that you lessen the likelihood of becoming a victim of crime, but I'm just saying that you, if you can remove yourself from a high poverty area and then put yourself into an area, you know, the, the good part of town, AKA the white side that has resources. I believe that you'll be less inclined to want to engage in crime. I mean, you're still, there are still people who are engaged in crime, white collar crime and all this other crap, but I'm just saying, y'all know what I'm trying to say, but that's what we need. We need people. Uh, this, this is the, this is the one of the many s- solutions that actually works. Not trying to, uh, Y'all know y'all know Michi X, right? <laughs> Panel discussion and lecture. I even got Irene Yvette. I was on her channel once upon a time. And they got all these people here. Don't know who none of these people are other than the two women. What every homeschool parent should know: homeschooling children with special needs, developing curriculum for black children. Inspiring our next generation, navigating the public school system, vaccines and health, understanding homeschools, the school to prison pipeline. Now, listen, I'm not saying what and they're doing this in College Park, Georgia, Atlanta. I'm not saying that this is bad. But let's just keep it a buck. How is this going to help? I mean, like after it's all said and done, ladies and gentlemen. After this is all said and done, because, you know, this is to successfully educate black children. If they ain't talking about STEM or trying to include some serious STEM program that actually produces that actually produces a student that has industry certifications with some type of experience to go along with it. I don't know what this is. I don't even know what they're talking about. I I, I don't. This, it seems like a waste of my it, it seems like a waste of time. Because, I mean, homeschooling your children, I get the whole sentiment behind it, but if you're not teaching your kids how to compete in the 21st century so that they can be a part of what's moving and shaking and reshaping the world and the economy, I don't even know what they're talking about here. I don't, this just, to me, just off of reading this, I could be wrong, but just off of reading this, this just seems like uh uh hey let, let's just get let's let's just get together and burn some incense and and, and talk some woe is me stuff. 
Somebody tell me. Out of all these things that they be doing, where are the results? How, how does this actually have an impact? Because, see, you come over here to my stuff. I teach you how to get industry standard certifications. Where you can go out there and get you some job and some jobs popping in your life. Now, this is just my solution. I don't have all the solutions. I never proclaim to have all the solutions, right? But this is just my solution. Look, I'm about halfway through your IT fundamentals training course, and I'm about to start your A-plus course tonight. It's been one of my go-to resources for my study. Money has always been something that never existed for me, and content like yours is a game changer. Your class is informative. Your discussions are interesting, and your personality is real. Thank you for all the content you create. I'll comment another day when I get my certification. Eventually, I'll be thanking you for helping me to get my first real job in IT, which you'll probably get. Uh, hey, Tech G, I just uh, passed my test. I'm certified now. Thanks. He'll go get a job. Guarantee he'll get an entry-level job. Starting off around $15, $20 an hour. This person took them four times to pass it. They still passed. They passed. All these people will pass and go on to get jobs. Every last one of these people. This is a person I trained personally. That's why I black, that's why I blanked their faces out and how and this is how I got access to their reports because I actually trained them in person. Same thing I put on YouTube, <laughs> except those I trained in person. They they uh they get they get some extra stuff because it costs extra money. <laughs> but whatever. Um, which is why I'm which is why I want to try to expand it to where I can go out here and get me these $5.4 million grants. Cause look, I'm already doing this. Where I'm teaching, you know, a couple people here and there in person. You know what I'm saying? If I can find somebody to help me put a grant together and whatever, how to how to word it and write it, your boy be over here getting five million, ten million dollar grants. Because where I live at, NASA is is like down the street from me, right? Well, not in the in the literal sense, but from my house to get to where they launched the rockets up to go to space, it's probably about a 45 minute drive. Like when they when they launched the rockets and the astronauts up. We can see it. You just step outside and see it. Matter of fact, when I was a kid, uh, the 1986 uh, Challenger, I actually saw it when it blew up in the sky, like with my own eyeballs. Like we, they, I remember they took us outside. It was like, look to the east. They go to rocket, then boom. I was like, uh-oh. Was that supposed to happen? I remember that. I was like, I was like six years old when that happened. I was, I was probably in, I want to say I was in the first grade. But we can see it from our house. How much of my classes in person? Um, well, I don't really do like one-on-one in that manner. It's more like a, it's more like a little group type of thing that I do. But I, I work with some other people that do it, um, and it's, it's it's I'm not gonna it's it's more expensive than it is over here. But I want I want to secure a grant because I want to make it free. You know what I'm saying? Um, but what was I saying? So anyway, so we, we just keep scrolling, right? Another one. 
They're going to go get a job. They're going to go get, all these people are going to go get jobs, right? Every last one. I, I just, I mean, I just put this stuff on here as social proof. Every last one of these people are going to go out there and get a job. And now, the thing is, most of these are white folks. It says, do I do it on Zoom? Nah, I do. Nah, this is a face-to-face stuff. It was like, it was kind of like a, kind of like a trial run. Well, okay, it's like this. Remember I told y'all a couple months ago, I got like, where I work at, I got like two jobs for the same company. And part of the job, part of the job is where I have to train other people to get certifications so that they can keep their job or they want to get certifications so they can enter into another lane within the company or something like that. So I was doing that. And then I decided to kind of quote unquote experiment and trying to, you know, try to do it on my own to a certain extent covertly, I guess you could say uh, as like a little trial run. And so that's where these, these people over here came in, but I was using a lot of the same stuff, but you know, I still, I'm not going to get into all the details, (laughs) but it was just, just, it was like a trial run type of deal. But now I'm like, okay, I, I can see I can do it. But if I can get more help, I'm trying to go out here and get $5.4 million, baby. Because they're going to they're gonna break it off to me. Because this is what's cracking. They need it. You go watch, you go watch that other video I was talking about. You're going to see in this video... Where they got they got the people from Congress talking about how they need people in IT. Like they they they're in desperate need. You go watch this video. This guy is talking about all the threats, and then there's like this other congressman in the video. He's talking about how he, the congressman, uh, he's this Asian dude from Cali. He's trying to write a bill, a Democrat. He's trying to write a bill to uh, get funding so that they can start training people for cybersecurity because it's getting that real out there so you got somebody like me i work in the industry and i know how to teach this stuff i might i might be able to give me some money y'all and now obviously this ain't gonna be money going into my pockets but this will be money to train people up so that y'all can go out there and be competitive so we can stop singing the woe is me blues that's what it's really all about because here's another thing I was looking at in Atlanta today. Atlanta, um, y'all know Atlanta rent is going up like a mug, right? I was looking at, matter of fact, no, there was a there was an article I was reading. No, okay, there was an article I was reading. It said Atlanta. Oh, here it is, right? So you live in the A, and they listed my city on here too. <laughs> I was shocked. I, I, I wasn't. I was shocked, but I wasn't shocked. Atlanta is the worst city to live in if you make minimum wage. It's a black city, y'all. They say the cost of living is no joke in the ATL. <laughs> Excuse me. They say uh, Atlanta's average monthly rent has risen from $1,500 to $1,600 since the pandemic started. 
AI here paying seven dollars and twenty-seven cents. It says in Atlanta, it would take you 177 hours or 12 hours more uh, to, to basically make up the difference so that you can uh, not be homeless. And look, they listed my city too. I'm in Orlando. My homeboy sent me a message the other day. Let me tell you how, how I was getting out here in Orlando. Let me find that message. Uh, he sent it to me on Messenger. So my, oh yeah, here it is right here. Uh, Oh, yeah. My homeboy sent this message to me in Messenger. He said, he said, this inflation is real. He says, my apartment complex just called today and told me that my rent is going from $1,059 a month to $1,500 by next month. So my homeboy, he's paying $1,059 in rent for like a two bedroom apartment. Next month, his rent is going up to $1,500, five, a $500 increase. I told him, I'm like, bro, you better off buying a house. I'm like, dude, you paying, you about to be paying $1,500 for a two-bedroom house uh, apartment that you don't even own? I'm like, bro, I pay, uh, my, my mortgage payment is, is, uh, is like $2,700 a month. And I live in a five-bedroom house, four and a half bathrooms. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I'm like, you better off buying a house. My uncle, he's in the same predicament. My uncle, I went and saw him a couple about two weeks ago. He cuts hair. He he, he lives in an apartment, two-bedroom apartment, and he was just telling me about how his landlord is up in the rent on him. I was told him the same thing, like, bro, you better off saving up money to go get a house. Y'all rent is costing as much as people pay in mortgages. You might as well just go get a house. Save up to go get a house. And this is in my city, Orlando. And, you know, for those of you who are wondering why, Orlando is becoming a, uh, is getting bigger and bigger, not only population-wise, but there's a whole lot of stuff going on down here. Like, they're about to build a train system that can take you from Orlando International Airport all the way down to Tampa with a stop. And then they're going to have like a, a stop at Disney World. That's going to be major. You know what I'm saying? We already know what's going on in the in the ATL. Everybody named Mama want to move out there. But look, look at these look at these uh, numbers you're going to have to deal with. These numbers is going up, and they only paying seven. Everybody in Atlanta ain't balling. Everybody in Atlanta is not a rapper. They're not a sports player. They're not a reality TV star. They're, they're not they're not doing this. They're not doing everybody ain't Kevin Samuels making money off YouTube in Atlanta. It's a bunch of people that make this right here. Seven dollars and twenty five cents are slightly above it. But you got opportunities. You have opportunities to where you can, you know, get yourself out of that to where you can go to making like 50,000 or whatever. In a matter of weeks or months. But the problem is, when you talk to the Wakandans, is this a priority with Wakanda, which is code for black people, in case y'all are wondering, is this a priority? Or is the priority, let's talk about women all day, relationships, and cry about police and, and white people and racism all day. What's more of a priority, man? 
the 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 useless content because look y'all can cry about women all day long and we know we, here's the reality about this most dudes that cry about women all day long they don't really ever go outside to try to interact with women to begin with they're just online crying about women they never really go outside they don't really have they're, they're socially awkward is what i'm trying to say so they just they found they found refuge on YouTube to listen to other socially awkward people whine and cry about women all day. The majority of, them, in my opinion, and then you got the other fun, facet facet uh, uh, people crying about racism and white and white supremacy all day. You know this crowd over here. Most of these people are probably in their forties, late thirties, forties. They never had no ra real racist interaction with white people. Period. The majority of them, right? Like I say, I don't I don't really understand how this is helping. If this ain't STEM based, if this ain't talking about STEM, I don't really know what's going on. Understanding homeschool, I'm not I'm not against homeschooling, but I'm just like, if you're homeschooling your child and your curriculum isn't heavily centered on how they're going to actually be able to compete in society. You might as well just send them back to public school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You might as well just send them back to public school. We need people to hold on. Hold on. I'm trying to check something. Make sure my thing is. Am I still there? Oh, here we go. All right. We need people to. We need to train kids how to actually compete in the 21st century, y'all. Instead of trying to indoctrinate them with this boogeyman nonsense. You need to train them how to go out there and effectively compete. Because, look, you can take all this knowledge I teach or the stuff that they teach and you turn around and start your own business. You know what I mean? But this is this is this is the way of the world, y'all. And look, I get it. Everybody don't want to do tech. I I mean, well, I just talk about tech because that's what I do. But this same logic, this same line of thought, train of thought can be applied to anything, y'all. What if what if you're like an HVAC technician? You're a plumber. You decide, let me write a grant teaching people how to become plumber. Like let's listen. <laughs> How much does the average plumber make? What's the average salary? Uh, national. Hold up. Let's see how much a plumber make. All right. Well, this is going to vary greatly. But, you know, Depending on, let's just say you're making $40,000 a year living in Alabama. Man, you balling. Y'all ever been to Alabama? I went to college in Alabama. I know firsthand. I went to Tuskegee University. If you're making $40,000 and you live in Tuskegee, Montgomery, or parts of Birmingham, or even Mobile, you balling. $40,000 can go a very long way in, city, in areas like that. A very long way. It ain't gonna go that far in my city, <laughs> but let's just see. Uh, 
plumber salary in Atlanta. Let's see what that is. I just want I just want a solid number. But anyways, you you can make some cheese, right? Here we go. So they're talking about the average salary is like fifty-seven thousand dollars a year in Atlanta, or you know, anywhere between fifty to sixty-six thousand. That's decent money to be a plumber. You probably make more than that. I imagine they probably make more than that. But still, that's decent money. You talking about a plumber? Or matter of fact, uh, let's see. Electricians, $56,000 a year. They got a shortage of electricians. They're like, they're hurting for electricians, y'all. Because guess what? You need you need somebody to go through and wire all this stuff up, man, so we can have some internet and we got some lights and, and you know, all this other stuff, right? But so what I'm saying is this can be applied to whatever you do. You teach a, You teach a different trade. Welding, electrical work, plumbing, teaching people how to drive trucks, drive forklifts, all that stuff, man. Your cars, like, come on, son, like, what are, we, what are we talking about here? My brother's talking about buying him an electric car. We were just talking about the one that just got the pay increase. I was like. I was like, you can get a Tesla because I know if you want to go for a long road trip, they are there to have a built-out network. I know Ford, they got that new F-150, the electric one coming out. My only concern is where are you going to go charge that truck up at if you want to drive out of your city? <laughs> like if you want to drive from uh, from from uh, Florida to, to Atlanta or whatever or, or somewhere further, where are you going to charge it up? Can you use the, you know, how are you gonna charge a truck up when it runs out of battery? Like, how does that work? Do they got charging stations like Tesla? Like, how does that work? I don't know. But you you can apply the same logic to get you some of this these federal grants and go out there and start training people up. So, like I said, I just talk about tech because that's what I do. If I was a welder. Or or uh, electrician, I would have a I would have a whole YouTube channel talking about that and trying to train people up on that. You dig? Because that's that's realistic solutions. This is this stuff right here is 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 jam packed with solutions, solutions, uh, just one solution I should say. That's what this stuff is jam packed with. If you, if you, whatever skill set you have, you can do the same thing, man. And then, you know, try to go out there and get some of these, these this money. Because like I say, you could pay yourself a salary out of this. This ain't all just, I'm pretty sure whoever wrote this up, they're getting a nice little hefty salary out of this. I would. 
I'd be like, I'm gonna pay myself a hundred thousand dollars a year out of this, which is what comes out to be what 400. Let's just say this thing is supposed to be what four years. So I'd pay myself a hundred grand out of this. I get four hundred thousand dollars out of this, and that leaves uh five million dollars to put towards this. And five million dollars that's way more that's 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 a lot of money. That that's more than enough money to go out there and do what the stuff that they're trying to do. So you pay yourself a salary out of this, you know, maybe even pay a couple employees out of the deal and still have money left over. This is assuming you do, you do the right thing, of course, but assume you, but you'll have money left over to do to, to meet the requirements that, that, that allow for you to get the grant. And this is a nonprofit. Don't get it twisted about nonprofits, y'all. Nonprofits. I can't remember what the definite. Let's look it up real quick. Obviously, it's not, but there's actually a threshold for what defines a nonprofit. It says a nonprofit organization is one that qualifies for tax exempts. Oh, see, you get tax exempt status by the IRS because its mission and purpose are to further a social cause and provide a public benefit. All right. Nonprofit organizations include hospitals and stuff like that. But there's actually a there's actually a thing that makes them nonprofit. It's like it's like X amount of money can't be used for something or i don't understand i can't remember what it was but regardless of that just because it's non-profit that doesn't mean that you can't make money because there are some people who become millionaires off of non-profits <laughs> they, they got big time bank accounts off non-profits so you can still make money so what i'm saying is you got 5.4 million dollars running your non-profit you can still, if you write it, how you depending upon how you write it up, you can pay yourself like a hundred thousand dollar salary out of this and be totally legal, be totally, be totally fine, and still have five million dollars left over to do it, do whatever it is you said you was gonna do. So you can make money with nonprofits too, is what I'm trying to tell you. But there, there's a there's some type of difference with the money. It's like, it's like, I can, I cannot remember what. It was. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I'll look it up another day. So, oh yeah, there you go, right there. BLM is BLM a nonprofit? Actually, a good example. Say it's not a charity. Let's see. Wait, no, this is never mind. Candace Owens wrote this. I need somebody that's I don't I don't need I need somebody that's uh non-biased. Candace Owens is biased. I don't know, but whatever. Um so so anyway, I just wanted to highlight that just to show y'all this. Um 
the excuses. We got we got to stop the excuses, y'all. You got to stop it. Like I said, you can apply this towards anything. IT, truck driving, electrician, plumbing, HVAC, culinary school. Whatever it is that you do for a living now or whatever skill set you have, you can go out there and get it cracking too. Is this a 5013C? Hell, that is our C3. So, organization is a, a corporation, trust, unincorporated association, exempt from federal income tax. So this is like a public charity or something. Yeah, this, this is where you got to get the lawyers involved because I don't, I don't speak that language fluently. <laughs> this is where you get the lawyers involved. Luckily, I got a brother in law school. Hopefully, he can translate that for me. But um, anyways, so this is what I'm saying. We got we got to stop spinning our wheels, dude. We're gonna keep spinning our wheels over and over and over again. And we're just going to keep having conferences. Let's talk about homeschooling. How we can homeschool and inspire our next generations and talk about the school to prison pipeline. Is it really a school to prison pipeline? Because, you know, look, this right here can change all that. You know why it's a school to prison pipeline? It's because, one, you got kids that go to these crappy schools where the teachers are underpaid, they don't really care. A lot of these kids have severe uh, discipline problems or they don't like authority. I mean, can we just keep it a buck? Let's, can we just be honest? These school-to-prison pipelines that they be talking about, a lot of these kids in these schools, a lot of them come from single-parent households. They don't really have a lot of discipline. They don't really respect a lot of authority. And that's just one that's just one facet. Then they go to these schools that are in these areas that uh, don't get a lot of a lot of resources from the from the taxpayers to uh, fund enterprises. Because like down, even down here where I live at, uh, most of the schools in my city that have like legit STEM programs, they're not in like they're not in most of these black high schools. They're in like mostly white Hispanic high schools. Right. Which is why I would like to try to do something with the black kids out here, because I see. Like, man, they're not really getting this education that their white and Hispanic counterparts are getting. But anyways, so you so you don't have like a real thorough, adequate education. All right. You can blame that on the government, the white man. I, that's, that's a legit claim. But you also have to take into a, to accountability. Who are these kids being raised by? What values are being instilled into these kids at the home? And I'm guarantee you the overwhelming majority of these kids are being raised by hood rats or they're just being raised by people who just really don't care about what they do. So as long as, you know what I'm saying? They just don't care. I mean, I'm not saying that they're all like that, but come on, man, we all know what the deal is. And so when you, when you add, when you bring those two, two elements together, a bunch of young kids who are raised in houses where their parents really don't care about education or they don't have time to invest and care about education because they're always working. And they may come from a single parent household where they don't have like a, you know, the, the, the mother father dynamic, you know, the father, we're, we're there, we're there, the fathers are there to lay the smack down. That's our role in life, right? To, to instill discipline. So you don't have that. And now you send them into a school that's obviously 
lacking in their white counterparts. Well, it's just a recipe for disaster, right? Of course, I'm not saying all these kids, you're going to have to find you a highly motivated kid who wants to excel. Because here's the thing, you can go to a crappy public school in the hood and still excel. Don't get it twisted. There are people who come up out of these schools all the time that do go to Ivy League schools or go on to become six-figure earners or, you know, just live really good lives. Everybody doesn't come out of these schools and go straight to jail or become drug dealers and all that. You have There has to be something, one, in that kid, especially the high school kid, in that child to want to do better. And here's the beautiful thing about it. This ain't the 70s or 80s where all you had was the textbooks in front of your face or if you were lucky, you had an encyclopedia Britannica set at home like I did when I was a kid. These kids, all of them got smartphones, y'all, with access to the Internet. So even if you do get a crappy education, you still have access to information galore that nobody in the history of the world has ever had access to. Do you hear me? Nobody in the history of the world has had this much access to information prior to prior to uh, 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 this, you know, prior to us. Nobody. So so. I don't want to hear this. So when, you, when when people are hosting these conferences, the school to prison pipeline, what are you really talking about? Are you in there talking to people as if this is 1960, 1970, 1980, where there was no Internet? There were no smartphones. There was no high speed Internet where all you had was whatever you had at the schoolhouse or your local library. I bet you they're not in there talking about that. So I don't, I don't this is why I don't really buy into this prison uh, school to prison pipeline nonsense. Because these kids that go to these schools, I guarantee they all got Instagram accounts and TikTok accounts. I guarantee it. They all got smartphones. I guarantee it. You take the worst. Let's take Joe Clark from Lean on Me. His school. Let's just imagine Joe Clark's Lean On Me school was in the year 2021 with the same caliber of students. With Sam's and, and everybody else all running around graffitiing up the place, just a bunch of just a just a bunch of goons up in there. Guarantee if that school and that environment was in the year 2021, everybody in that lean on movie and that lean on me movie movie would have had smartphones with a data plan or access to Wi-Fi, <laughs> everyone. So with that being said, you can still go out there and get the information you need, no matter where you are, to where you can excel if you want to. So I don't buy into this. So that's why when I see this, I'm like, y'all are talking about outdated stuff that has no real relevancy in my opinion, because nowadays, if people are going to jail, when they get out of school, a lot of people are consciously making decisions to do this crap. We've had God knows how many documentaries, how many television specials, how many movies, how many research studies done over the past 20, 30 years about the devastating effects if you go to prison. 
about what could potentially happen if you go to jail, get caught up in a in a in a with a criminal record, blah blah blah. That information is floating around all over the place. At this point, a lot of people choose to do this stuff because they think they're smarter than the last person. And then they get caught up in the system. And now they got to go through and get there and start spinning their wheels and, and doing all this crap. These kids have access to all that information now, man, to where they can make a decision as to whether or not they want to do something stupid or not. The information is out there. That's why, to me, this is antiquated. I don't even see how this helps in this in this in in today's uh, terms. I don't even see I don't even see the the relevancy of that. Is what I'm saying. Still, still streaming. Well, my thing be acting funny. It's like starting a storm. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like what, what, what are the benefits y'all homeschool? I mean, like I say, homeschooling, I get it. But if you ain't, if you don't have a, and look, they might have all that. I, I really, let's go look it up right now. I don't even know how to pronounce this. X, Y. I don't even know how to pronounce that. Hold on. Let me open up another window. X, Y. I don't even know how to. Let's, let's look it up because I could be totally talking out the side of my mouth. I could be all wrong. I legit don't know. So let's let's see. He might this this might be the most legit thing in the world. Let's let's go learn. I really don't know. I don't even know how to pronounce this. First of all, how do you pronounce this? Uh, let's see. Africans. Okay, look. Okay, maybe I am wrong. They got an African-centered STEM-based curriculum. Okay, I could be totally wrong about this. So let me let me uh, retract some of the things I may have been saying. I could be all the way wrong. Academic journey is uh, centered around providing a STEM-based education. Well, let's let's see what they're talking about. They got their core subjects. Let's let's go to STEM. I could be totally wrong, y'all. Oh, you know what? It looked like I might be wrong. Shoot, let me go ahead and apologize. <laughs> All right, our institute has a strong emphasis on STEM. Students enrolled in our program will enjoy hands-on, interactive, and thoroughly engaged curriculum. Our courses are designed to reach students at all grade levels. All right, okay, let's see. Really, okay, students will learn these principles by building their own room. Oh, shoot, I am wrong, so I apologize. Students will learn these principles by building their own remote control cars, using creating objects with Legos or other raw materials. This course is geared towards, uh, okay, so they're talking about, oh, they're going to be teaching them electrical engineering stuff, computer science. I, I apologize. I'm totally wrong about this. Um, well, I'm not, I'm not gonna, well, I don't, I, I still disagree with this concept right here. Now, if they are somehow teaching this stuff to homeschool kids in, in a homeschool environment, then hey, then I totally apologize. So I could be totally wrong. Where, where'd the link go? I just, I lost it. Hold on. What is this? No, that's not it. I'm trying to find the link again. Hold on. 
Which one was it? Oh, here it is. So I could be, I'm totally wrong. So this, this dude appears to actually be doing this stuff. At least, at least it's written on here. So now I will say they need somebody to come in here and spell correct this website. You spell software wrong. You spelled use wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm, me, I'm, I'm a, I nitpick stuff like this because I'm always reading. And so this stuff immediately sticks out to me when I see misspellings. But it looked like, let's see, hold on. Okay, he over here posted some stats. Okay. Hey, okay, I look like I'm wrong in the mug, y'all. So I don't have a problem admitting when I'm wrong. So I'm going to have to retract uh, a lot of the things I was saying. I thought that I legit, I legit thought this was some woe is me babble. Um, it looked like they got some woe is me sprinkled in there. I'm not going to front. But at least this dude, because I know Q Butter, I used to clown Q Butter a lot. When Osha used to do those rumbles, Q Butter would be up on there, and I used to be in the comment section roasting him all the time. You know, just some friendly roast. I never had no issue with the dude. I would just make jokes about him still wearing Avarex jackets and Timberlands all the time. But this is his institute. The the Zai, it says Zai something. What does that say? I can't read what that says. Zai... Oh, Zyax. It's called, okay. It's pronounced Zyax. So, hey, I'll put it. It's Zyax. Uh, so, you pronounce it Zyax. That's, that's what it's pronounced. That's his, that's his thing. And this is what he in here talking about. So, it looked like he actually legit. So, I don't have a problem with this. If they didn't have this component in there, if this stem component in there was not in there, I would probably have a problem with this. But it looks like he has this in here and he understands the importance of it. And he's doing he's he's over here training kids up. I salute the brother because because, I mean, this this is what kids they need to learn this stuff. Now, I don't think Michi X is going to be teaching it. I highly doubt that's going to happen, Dante. Highly doubt. So I salute the dude. I, I ain't got nothing bad to say about the brother. <laughs> I said, so I ain't got nothing. So this, I could be totally all wrong about this. Matter of fact, what's today's date? Did I miss it? I'm going to have to go tune in and watch. I'm, I'm, I'm interested now. I already missed it. All right. So I ain't got no problem admitting when I'm wrong. So I was wrong. Except for this part. I still, I still think this is, this woe is me crap needs to, they need to cut this crap out. So uh, anyways. But a brother like him, so here's the thing about this guy, right? Q Butter. This is his, this is his joint. Let's see if he got some contact info. Uh, let's see if we go. So y'all go check out Q Butter. This is him. Like I said, I used, I used to roast him all the time on O'Shea's panels in the comments. I ain't had no issue. It, I just, I just, it was just fun roasting somebody from New York. But uh, he would be in a position, a strong position right now, to receive this type of grant money because he already has the whole thing already. He, he, he got something built out already. And I'm pretty sure he's getting money. So he's in Brooklyn, Brownsville and Bed-Stuy. 
So he would be in a position to take advantage of this. Hmm. I might have to actually uh, talk about his stuff and promote him. I didn't know he was doing all this. So I was dead ass wrong for saying that crap. You buddy, if you're listening, my apologies, player. I was dead wrong for saying that crap about your stuff. Anyway, shout out to Q Butter, though. So um, we need more Q Butters out there. <laughs> if people, listen, if people are doing that type of stuff and they got this STEM element incorporated into it, then I'm all for it. I ain't got no problems with it. I, I commend it. And as long as it's producing results, I ain't got no problem with it. This is what we need. We need to be sending people into this arena in life because all this stuff is what runs the world fabrication that's important all this stuff biology you can become a doctor renewable energies you know they're always talking about that mechan uh, mechanisms and structures this is all dope stuff to be honest with you especially if he especially especially if he has found a way to gear this towards children like young children because that's part of the problem I have. I know somebody asked me, there was like, not too long ago, there was like, um, I want to get my daughter involved in uh, IT or something like that. And it was like, they told me their daughter is like nine years old or eight years old. I was like, my stuff is too advanced for a nine-year-old or eight-year-old. Like, I haven't, my curriculum is really designed to for like people who are teenagers. I, You know, I, I don't have, the, I, I can't, I don't have, I don't have the experience or the know-how to try to put together something like this for an eight-year-old or, you know, somebody in elementary school. I just don't. But it appears that this dude does. Where he's teaching them how to build remote control cars and other projects with Legos and stuff like that. It appears that he's figured it out. And I commend him for it. Because this is something that I, I haven't figured out how to do. And I don't have the... I just don't know how to do it. But it seems like he has. So... Shout out to the to the uh, Zy how do you pronounce it again the Zyx Institute. Look, I'm not saying that kids can't, because you know, what I'm saying the stuff I teach, I teach people how to pass certifications. <laughs> well, the information they need to know how to pass a certification. Uh, unless that nine year old is like super gifted. I, I a matter of fact, I don't even know if I honestly I don't even know how old what's the what's the age they might be too young to take the test anyway. I have to look that up, but you would have to have like a, a doogie hauser type of child, you know. Somebody somebody's like you know going places like that. Really gifted child, man. I probably wouldn't. I would just do the uh, the Q butter approach, break out some Legos and some and teach them about remote control cars, you know, spark their interest playing with toys, teach them about little video game apps and then just slowly walk them in towards this world. If that's what you want your child to do. But I'm currently not in the position to do that. I don't know how to do that, how to teach this to a young child that young. But he, he it looked like he may have figured it out. And I like I applaud it. I'm all here for it. I think that's important. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead and y'all can y'all can tell them all these people up here. I, I I was wrong, dead wrong, especially about him. 
I'm still going to stand firm on this point, though. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, my bad. Y'all can't see it. I'm still not giving up this this talking point, this school to prison pipeline point. But everything else appears to be legit, especially if he has figured out a way where people or where parents can work this into a homeschool program. Then everything else is probably on the up. I mean, hey, it is what it is. I ain't got no problems with it. And I will formally make my apology for talking smack about this. This is my I was dead wrong for doing that without looking into it first. So that's my bad. Uh, let's see. I don't I wasn't playing with no Commodore 64 when I was in grade school. You must you must have went to one of them good schools. <laughs> you went to a you a shot. You must have grew up with the white folks. You went to a white school. <laughs> We ain't had, I mean, I know what a Commodore 64 is, but we weren't learning that stuff when I was in uh, elementary school in the 80s. So they did that when they was, oh, right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? I do remember that. Who remember these? I actually used to play with these back in the day. Do they still make erector sets? These I used to love these things back in the day, man. This, yeah, you get the building, man. Shout out the handling coming through. Now, here, here's what you can do. I'm pretty sure this is what Q Butters probably worked into. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to hit them up. But these used to be the joint back in the day. You used to build these little machines here and there. I used to love these joints back in the day. This was, this was, this was, uh, this is, they still say, I didn't even know they still sold these things. Okay. Well, you can start there. I mean, you know, start teaching your kids about this stuff, you know, building, building little, uh, remote control. Like this, this, this is radio controlled right here. It looked like my Jeep, white privilege. But uh, so there it is right there. I mean, I don't have the time to do this, to implement it to my curriculum because I'm not working with kids in that manner at this moment. But let's just say I did. Here's the thing. Let's just say I did go out there and get one of these grants, $5 million. I want to train some people up. With that money, I would set aside. I would try to create like a little division for kids. I don't know how the heck I would do it, but I would try to. I would try to do it. And then have them in there playing with stuff like this, man. Just sparking their interest. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna do this with my own kids. My 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 six year old, get him in this. He'll he'll probably like this. But I, I legit didn't even know they still made this stuff. But now that I know, I'm gonna have to go drop some cheese on it now because I got to get my my youngest son building stuff, man. My oldest son, he used to build Lego sets back when he was younger. He's kind of growing out of it now, so I'm trying to get him into IT teaching him these certs that I teach but his younger, his younger brother, he's, he's a, uh, he's six. So I got to get him involved in this stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. So anyways, I'm about to roll. Uh, I was at, just wanted to highlight this. This is the important stuff, man. Look, there's opportunities out there. Y'all it's just a matter of, do you want to take advantage of it? And, is out there. You got free stuff. 
got some stuff you might have to pay for, but if you can't afford it, there are free options out there. Where people are coming up with grants to train you for free. Are they putting out content like me? You can get it for free on YouTube or, you know, what do there's options. That's why you got to You got to stop rolling around in this. What was me? White man crap. Like you have legit options to legit change things in your life like never before. That's never there. There are options out there. That's why I just don't buy into it, man. I refuse to buy into it because I I, I know most people, man. There will it's so easy. It's way easier to, to to blame something on racism and white supremacy than to honestly go out there and give it your all. Try to be go out there and and, and go out there and try to execute every option that you see until they all until they all fail. Which, which we hope they don't all fail, but most people they'll, they'll, most people will never go through all their options. They'll probably try one or two things, and then they'll come back and tell you, "Man, it's hard out there for a brother. Man, white folks don't want me to succeed. Man, you know this is the way the system is. Man, this is a white man's country. Man, we ain't, we weren't made to win in this country." But then you go pull their Carfax report; they only tried one thing for like two weeks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like somebody going to the gym for two weeks, right? They all round and chubby, looking like me out here. They all round and chubby, and then they don't have they don't have a beach body in two weeks, and then they coming back telling you, man, you know, work it out for white people, man. Them gyms are racist. I go to the LA Fitness, they won't let me get on the good equipment, man. Work it out for white. That's just the white man thing, man. Racist. But you be like, bro, you was only in there for two weeks. How you going you you ain't gonna go from a roly poly to looking like uh Dwayne Johnson in two weeks. <laughs> but that's how that's how a lot of people in the community are when it comes to anything. They'll they'll try something halfway tried if they even do try it, and then they'll only try one thing. And if it doesn't work out, oh man, some white man, the system, man. They don't want us to win, man. It's like, what? <laughs> you don't want to win. It's a lot of people talk like that. You know what I mean? So, but I'm trying to tell you there are options out there. You just got to take advantage of them. All right, y'all. I'm about to bounce. Been nice chatting with y'all. Y'all go sub to my other channel, Tech G. Other than that, y'all be safe out in these streets and don't let the white man hold you back like Cool Hand Duke. Y'all be safe, man. So I'm going to holler at y'all later. Peace.